On this episode of Documento, I'm speaking with Chase, Chief Curtis. Chief, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Let's talk about online business, traffic, sales funnel. How do we start the discussion, say, with traffic? Mm, well, that is a loaded question. If you're actually going to start off with traffic, it really just comes down to what you use the most. Uh, if you're actually questioning where you're going to get traffic from, that means you're probably just started. So I'd go ahead and open up the settings on your phone and go through that screen time because that's going to let you know if you don't know already what you're going to be best at and what you're going to know the most. I, Whenever I'm curious on what's blowing up and what I could really leverage, I go to my screen time and go, oh, I'm using that a lot. How can I actually put in some time and effort into making that turn into traffic for me? Um, if Do you want to get into every single platform or do you want to <laughs> take the reins back on that? Oh, it's an interesting point that you made about the screen time. I, I think people, when they're first getting started, they need some kind of metric or something to understand, some number to go by. Otherwise, it's kind of like shooting dark. So, you know, it's a broader exactly. question. So why don't we talk about Pinterest? Because you have quite a bit of experience with that. Mm -hmm. Well, Pinterest is <clears throat> basically like a visual search engine. And that's how they describe it, especially to their investors in a lot of ways. Hopefully my headset doesn't die. Fingers crossed. But that's how they explain it to most of their investors because essentially all it is is you come up with your piece of content or your product or whatever it is that you create, whether it's a video, picture, infograph, and you're able to upload it to Pinterest. And Pinterest is trying to do their best to show people how that they can improve their lives and kind of get inspired for the future. So if you can pretty much learn your audience or learn how to morph your content into something uh, audience that already exists would love, you can propel your content forward. Whenever I was teaching my course, I would show people basically how to create listicles on, and this, there's two different types of traffic you can really drive from Pinterest, but this type of traffic was finicky. They might subscribe and then you could actually turn them into a loyal reader. But when it comes to loyal readers from Pinterest, the subscriber rate I found was anywhere between one out of 150 to one out of 300 people. So it was a really efficient way to get new subscribers, especially for people who are just starting their blog or maybe don't have a following on other accounts because Pinterest, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, you'll start gaining them as long as you're active on the platform. It's interesting you bring that up. I go to a lot of conferences and people kind of get confused between Pinterest and Instagram just based on photos and how they're utilized. How would you describe the you know, managing traffic between those two different platforms? Um, well, there is a great, I want to say like complimentary effect on Instagram and Pinterest. On the one end, you have Pinterest and Pinterest pure goal is to create shares and sales, I would say that that's what they're trying to do. And then obviously the business itself is trying to monetize its traffic with in-stream in ads. But on Instagram, you know, whenever you come up to a picture and I definitely get the similarities, you go, oh, okay, well, here's my friend, John. And you look at the picture and, the pic and that's the end of the road. That's where it stops. It doesn't lead anywhere else. It might have someone tagged in it. So you could go down a rabbit hole there, but that's the end of the story. On Pinterest, you're actually able to click into the pictures. I know that there was a thing released recently on Instagram where you could tag specific products and pictures. So that way when they, if they were to see the tag, it would show 
the tags of the products and they could go through, or I know that influencers do that with brands. Well, that's every image on Pinterest for the most part. And then they also added that same capability to Pinterest. So you already have a click through image and then you also can have individual products and then you can even go even further. Then Pinterest added a store feature. They've been playing around with store features for a long time, but the new one is basically you don't even leave the app. You just swipe up and it brings up the branded store right underneath. They can actually tab out and pay with Apple pay on the app versus Instagram. You know, they're always trying to get you off page to only pay shipping. Pinterest is a lot of, lot more big business. Um, like you'll see home Depot, Honda, Energizer, the list goes on and on. That's the value of working with somebody like you, right? Because you know the details of these platforms that matter so much. Like if you post something on Instagram and you put the link in the description, it's not going to go anywhere because you can't click on the link, but if they expand the opportunities, it's a different story. Yeah. But you can, what I was saying in the beginning, but never came around to is they're complimentary. Like if you take your Instagram link, the link to your um, actual account that you would use on desktop. You take that over to Pinterest, you can save every single one of your images, whether they're vertical or horizontal or whatever, to your Pinterest. So I always advocated, if you really love Instagram, share all that stuff to Pinterest because when you do start growing that account, just automatically, they're gonna funnel into your Instagram and just, it's another web for them to get trapped in, a web of content. Yeah, this, this is great advice for those looking to expand their, their traffic online. I mean, you have some ideas already with Pinterest and Instagram, but let's talk about a website, right? Your, mm-hmm. your website is phenomenal where you have a variety of topics and in different industries and just talking about online business. There's a wealth of information. Mm-hmm. So listeners, definitely go check that out. Let's talk about optimizing your website. What I am actually putting together uh, shameless plug here is I did this tweet the other day where I was like, Hey, um, link in your website and retweet this and I'll go through. And I, that's what I need to do after this. I need to go answer more of those, (laughs) but I'll go through your website and say what needs to happen, how to optimize it better, what you might've missed. And I'm trying to find it now because there are a whole bunch of things that actually stand out a whole bunch of just ways to optimize. I would say, Some of the best ways to optimize are no matter what kind of website you have, you need to have a blog. Blogs are absolutely essential. They are going to drive SEO and that might not be the crazy amount you think it's going to be, but even that extra 10 to a hundred viewers for a decent article every month, that's a hundred, 10 to a hundred more eyes that might end up making a purchase, might end up subscribing, might end up following you on Twitter or Instagram or another platform. But a lot of the things that I see people doing wrong with their websites is it's not clear what you want people to do next or you're giving them too much like here's an open field. And then they're just like, Oh, well there's a lot here. Like I see a park, I see a bench, I see flowers. Uh, Do you want me to do anything specific? And there's really no guidance. It's just like, get in there. And, um, and that's when it, when the kind of not necessarily a sales funnel, but a website funnel or a content funnel really comes in handy because it actually like you lead them down the way that you want them to take. And then they of course can veer off and do other things at the same time, but you have to have kind of an ebb and flow to your website. And a lot of people miss that. Like if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, there's gotta be a footer. Everybody misses a footer these days, unless it's like a 300 word, like really short funnel. You get, they get to the end of the page and they're like, 
well, I read it all. I didn't see like, I, I saw a button, but I don't want to click that. Where can I go instead? And you can link up, you know, maybe legal, maybe a free resource that you're really trying to push, maybe a new course. You got to take, take advantage of that footer um, and navigation in gen general, because a lot of pages, there's no nav at all. Mm -hmm. But I can't think of anything else off the bat. I'd have to go through a bunch of tweets. <laughs> well, tell, tell listeners to go to that thread because you gave a ton of value, uh, practical oh, value. For sure. Yeah, there's over 200 websites in there right now. I think I went through about 50 of them so far. But yeah, I go through and it's really easy to pick up the, the biggest mistakes that are being made and what's happening the most. And they're all easy fixes. None of it's hard. Yeah, you mentioned something really interesting. A principle of per persuasion is to lead the conversation. Tell people what to do in a way that's confident and, and logical. And that's what a website, especially a blog, can do for a visitor. You know, you're educating them and then tell them to take action on something like, say, an email opt-in so you can continue the value off-site. It's great advice, Chase. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I just learned it from the best. So, I mean, it's not new. <laughs> right, right. So we have traffic that we've accumulated and we have a website that's optimized. You guys now have some ideas, some practical information. What's the next step? Funnel hacking from this point. Um, now would be if you've got traffic and you've got a website, you kind of worked it a little bit backwards. I would definitely recommend before you even do those things, one, find a hot market. Two, come up with an offer to be created once you do traffic in a website that way you're not once you get there you're not like woo i have everything i need but i don't know what i'm going to do now so definitely get an idea of what you want to do because another huge mistake that everybody makes and then i will get into what comes next is everybody goes i'm going to build a website about whatever i want it to be about when you should build your website as a funnel from the ground up you should have your core offer and let's say you don't have a product in the very beginning. So your, your core offer is signing up for your email list. You then need to build things around signing up for that email list. Like what are the benefits of signing up for that email list? And then you got to get people to see that thing. So that's when you're actually creating content and building a website around that core offer. So now that we've got that out of the way, you're onto your product or offer or service creation mode. There really is like just a step-by-step to it. You got to have hooks, bullet points, the benefits, knocking down or, uh, objections, and then testimonials. And that's really the five core pieces. And once you do it enough, it is just so simple. You just go in, check off the check marks, the five of them. And then you're like, good, it's good to go. I just need to create it now. I, I'm good to push it. Now, what platform you choose is solely up to you. Um, I mean, really, when it comes down to people actually hitting that pay or buy now button, that's going to have a lot to do with who you are, if they respect you, uh, what your influence looks like. Have you knocked down any other big dominoes? I, I am talking about the domino effect today in my tweets. Um, and that's really about if you, if you, once you've finished with the traffic, the website, and you've made this funnel, you have to go and find the biggest, baddest person in that field or that industry and you have to see how you can offer it what you can offer with it to get them to get that from you and go through it and give you a testimonial because once you've knocked over that biggest domino and that falls over it goes and it just hits a bunch of other little dominoes that trickle in and now you're in a whole bunch of smaller communities that would have been a lot harder to reach without that 
top dog influence. Hmm. I hear you. Um, Chase, to close the interview, do you want to give listeners an idea of where they can find you online and any projects you're involved in? Oh, yeah. So you can find me on YouTube just by typing in Chase Curtis. Uh, I'm sure you can find everything you're looking for, free resources. I think I've got over 15 as well as links to my blog, my podcast, and anything else I come out with at chiefonline.io. And if you don't want any free stuff, you just want to read my knowledge and tip out, you can go to chiefhealth.us, and that's where you'll find a whole bunch of long, long blog posts about business online. Amazing. Hey, listen, Chief, that was awesome. Of course. Thank you very much for having me. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.